Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 253 of Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlos. I'm here. 253? You were getting pretty close to overflowing though, right? We're going to drop back down to zero. Uh, Carlos, uh, luckily, <laughs> I didn't put this as a ape integer, so we're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. What are you, some kind of like nerd? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm mm. a fucking nerd over there. say right? full on. Full on goddamn nerd, huh? <laughs> we could have used hexadecimal numbering for our uh, shows. Uh, no. I know. It could have been. Uh, Who didn't turn off their audio? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, it, was, it was you last time. Yeah, that's why I'm drawing attention to you. <laughs> I, well, and then you made the comment, and it, we were like, that was the first time ever. Yeah, it actually was. Yeah, I, I believe it. Fuck's sake. Again. Oh, you did it twice Sorry, in a row. I, no, it's fine. I don't know why it won't. You just. I'll just. <laughs> just throw it like, fuck you, iPad. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> I don't know how to make it shut up. I legit don't. I know how to make my phone shut up. There was a, a night when uh, I was like working overnight maintenance and like I had my head, like Bluetooth headphones on. And like there were, uh, the, unfortunately, every once in a while, like I'd press like the, like skip forward or skip back or pause. And like it would instead try to call somebody. Oh, jeez. And it was like four thirty in the morning. I started doing that. It's like I can't stop this. I pull and like pull out my Windows phone, and like the 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 screen wouldn't show when a call was going when was going on. So I can't. I was I was never never able to hang up or anything like that. So I have this blank screen. I can hear it ring, and I was tempted to like. I should just throw my phone as hard as I can against the wall, <laughs> solve the problem. The phone will stop. I won't have to wake somebody up at four thirty in the morning. Phone will stop going. I won't have any call or response of what happened because I don't have a phone anymore. Carlos, if it's okay with you, uh, can I give a shout out to our sponsors? Or yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm here. Yeah. Also, also Brian's yeah. here. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. We we got we got distracted by your iPad. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what it was. It was. <laughs> was it Carlos's tirade? I'm pretty sure it was his tirade. <laughs> I had something to say, so I decided it was still my introduction technically. So I'm just going to jump in here. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No. Uh, Brian is here joining us uh, as uh, fuck. I mean, he's pretty much another co-host now. All right. Uh, All right. So I wanted to give a shout out to our patrons. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com. So as soon as you become a patron today, if you're doing Amazon shopping, head over to blindnewsstudios.com. Click on the Amazon link at the bottom of our homepage. Do your Amazon shopping as normal. And it really helps us out because we get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. So uh, if you think Amazon is terrible uh, and you want to stick it to them, do a bunch of shopping on there, so they have to pay us. <laughs> That's a good way to approach it. Are you not a fan of consumerism? Just give us the money on Patreon. Problem solved. Exactly. <laughs> Either way, we win. Uh, yeah. Everybody, wins. everybody wins. A winner. <laughs> All right, Carlos. 
because you went on a tirade, you get to go second. Brian, what have you been up to? Oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh no. I don't know. Don't put me in the middle of this, dude. <laughs> Fine, Carlos, what have you been up to this week? Oh, I thought we were when we I was just confused uh, as far as what order stuff went in. I don't know. I'm just What do you mean it. you're confused? It's this always is the you first. 253rd episode. It's you have been you. on 251 of them. I know. I've been out of it this whole week. Uh, for example, this week uh, I had a English class. Like I had, I'd gone on Wednesday. Why do you not know how to speak English? No, it was just that. Like I just apparently I <laughs> speak could, English or get out of our country, Carlos. I wasn't. Uh, I was not correct at what time the class started, and this is already like week six. This is week six. Wait, this is the sixth week of class that you showed up late, and I showed up right. No, like the, I've I generally show up to the class like almost always. This is the first time I missed a class because like uh, my Wednesday class is two hours long for this class, and the following day is only an hour long. And for some reason that morning, I thought, oh, yeah, uh, the show, like, uh, normally it's at, it starts at nine, uh, the, the show. time the class does. And like, th- so it's like, oh, this is the hour-long class, so it doesn't start until 10. I had it wrong. They both start at nine o'clock in the morning. No it's shit. just that uh, the second one ends at 10 o'clock. So I, I, I missed I, that. I have, I have, a, I have a question period. there. Like, there, there's a bit of a Freudian slip in there. Do you feel like your classes are shows? That you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, the teacher's not like, or the professor's not like, and with me always is Carlos. Well, like, like, <laughs> I, I, I just mentioned Carlos is sitting in class, like trying to co-host it. Like, so there's any time there's dead, dead things. And he's like, well, actually, uh, this week I was playing Spider-Man. And <laughs> well, like you do have... You have stupid conversation things that come with classes like, all right, I have to kick out, turn on my co-host skills here because all of a sudden everything's gotten silent and we still have to have the stupid discussion to get our points. And I want my fucking points. Wait, so are you saying that podcasting has helped you do better in school? I guess you could say that. Are you saying that me forcing you to co-host a podcast has helped you gain credits? I wouldn't go that far. I would say points. <gasps> what? Gain points, which Fair in turn enough. help you gain credits. You could say that. So by the transitive property, I'm your tutor. I wouldn't say that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I would call it more. Damn it! I would call it more workplace experience. Oh. Oh. Do I get any credit for that? No, you don't. Nope. Do I get any money for that? Mm, you do not. Nope. What do I get from this? <laughs> <laughs> You also get workplace experience. It's just not, more, not as useful for I don't you. want any workplace experience. Put that on your resume. <laughs> I actually do have the show, the, like our podcast, on my resume. Yeah, well, I, why not, dude? Yeah. That's... I, I, I should, but I have real work on my resume instead. Yeah. <laughs> I actually should put this on my resume. I bet it sounds impressive. The only thing I'm worried about is if I do that and then I apply for a different job. They'll listen. The thing is, do not put <laughs> oh, down. Oh yeah, there is that. Do not put down president of Blind Studios when you're applying because I don't put down vice president on my resume for it. Just Why not? You're vice president. It just sounds like I'm. It sounds like something I just made up now. But it's I put not. on my resume when I'm applying for this workplace job. That's but not it's very it's high. not made up. It is a real thing. The title was made up and given to me. Oh, yeah. No, 100 percent. You you said you wanted a title that sounded important, but didn't have anything like didn't have anything actually to do with it. Yeah. That sounds like something I said. No real responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what else have you been up to? Uh, Besides listening to that iPad go. 
Yeah, it's a lot of that. <laughs> well, you know, that's how I spend my week. Sorry, like, Brian. I no. didn't. <laughs> well, I spend a lot of my weeks doing that. I just, I knew I, I shouldn't have texted this human being that I texted right before the damn show because I knew it was going to be a barrage. Did you talk to the lady friend? Yeah. Yeah. Met her last night. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Jen. Yeah. She's a good lady. She is. Yeah. She's yeah. covered in tattoos. Well, I don't have any more. So what, what's been up with you? <laughs> Wait, what, Carlos? That, that's my job. Do you do you want us to do it now, or, is, or or have I ruined the mode for you? He's the vice president. Look, yeah, at him. he doesn't have any responsibilities. <laughs> he, he, just, he just transitioned to the, the you know. Are you trying to usurp me, you motherfucker? All right, I Casey. told you this was going to happen. All right, I've been waiting for this moment. Smug and godlike. All right. <laughs> I, I take it back then Casey That's what I've been up to Would you like to move on Well now that you're being A fucking dick about it <laughs> Oh man Alright So Carlos You've been up to nothing else Not really No I haven't accomplished a lot I think I tried to play Some Baldur's Gate Such so a I don't know How How is returning to Baldur's Gate After uh, so normally long. it was Icewind Dale I focus on. I yep. played very little Baldur's Gate. I played more of Baldur's Gate 2. <coughs> so it was, it's interesting, like, pop the Baldur's Gate 1 open again and roll stats. Are over you playing over the, the, the HD remake or yeah, the, the extended okay. edition, enhanced yep. edition? I don't know. It's, it took me a while to get used to it again. And it's, I forgot, like, it, how I, it's always easy to forget how easy it is for your weapons to break. Yeah, that. And it's, it, it's a little bit tedious. I think we were talking about this. Yeah. I, yep. How's, how's your playthrough going? Uh, it's going okay. I I um I've had to kind of set it aside a little bit recently. I should actually maybe I'll get back after it later tonight or something. But what I did do though was cheat because I've played <laughs> these games. I normally like play Icewind Dale, but I'm playing Baldur's Gate now, and it's like you know what? I think I'm going to edit my character sheet, give myself a Constitution score of twenty, uh, and then I regenerate one hit point. Didn't you every also minute. stop playing a game because it was too hard? That was actually different, and also it's really buggy still. Like uh, Baldur's Gate. Much, no, it's uh, no. There's a there's Pathfinder. a new Pathfinder oh. game. Out. Pathfinder Kingmaker. Yeah. I don't know. I ho- I hope in time like it'll be like there's once they get the bugs down that'll be a little bit more manageable. Manageable, and then maybe I'll I'll play it and like just go my make my, make my way through it. But yeah. All right, Brian. Hmm. What have you been up to? Well, um, it's been what. Two weeks since you've been on three, uh, something like that. Yeah, probably two. Yeah, two maybe three. Um, <clears throat> aside from uh, we, I, we talked about this on Homebrew Bound. I'll stop saying that. I'll just start saying I'm going to be repeating myself. That's fine. <laughs> from the, the show we did before this, um, there's a little bit of crossover, but not yeah, a ton. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we had to send uh, 38 cease and desist letters, or rather, our lawyer did to various brewery, breweries around the country. Uh, over the the name we trademarked uh, the beer Space Force. So I have a question yes. that just like it's an, if somebody had done a quick Google search for the name Space Force, they would have seen your your beer slash trademark, right? Yeah, and I mean even more even more precisely, if they would have just taken a peek at uh, the trademark, well, no, the Untapped app. Oh yeah, because that that's where we figured out that there were like 38 of them and that's how we you what we use to find addresses and to to send the letters out so oh man well and there were uh 
there were multiple articles about here's these 14 Space Force beers. Exactly. <laughs> that, and that and that's why we kicked it to the lawyer and he was like, whoa, whoa. He's like, you got to protect this brand. He was like, this is important. And, you know, I mean, if it because if you don't, somebody else is going to and then you don't get it. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the bummer is like I just Googled Space Force beer. They're not even the first ones that pop up. Honestly, right. And honestly, the way, the way I would push the discussion is this, that um, there's another there's another brewery in the St. Croix Valley that they're bigger than us. It's uh, Liftbridge. And they they have a, a beer called Hazy McHaze Face. And they released that beer uh, just three, four weeks after we released a beer called Weedy McHop Face. So I kicked a friend of mine that works there and a message and was like, yo, like, what the hell? And he's like, oh, you know, they probably didn't don't know, didn't look, whatever. And, you know, you get into the, the whole like uh, we work at our brewery. We are all it's not like it's not that we brew in a vacuum or we live in a, yeah. in a vacuum and don't. See you guys are all else. in the same area. Right. And so, I mean, it, it's like, you know, do it, do a quick search, because <laughs> if you would have clicked. If you would have gone on untapped, I don't know if that would have popped up or I don't, I don't know. And like similarly, like if it would have been the other way around, I would have been like, well, I, don't know, I didn't look. We just named it that and whatever. So I'm yeah. not like, oh, lift bridge. Ooh. I'm just like, yeah, just, yeah, we don't look sometimes either. I mean, we look more now because of space. Well, Force, and like, <laughs> well, and it's it's one of those things where there's so many breweries now. Yeah. How do you like, man, like this is how I put it. There are what, six thousand something breweries. And there are at least two people that work at each of these breweries, yeah? Plus, mm-hmm. well, probably more than that. And you have, so that means you've got 12,000 jerks sitting around trying to name beers clever things and things and that have to do with pop culture. And you're going to run into, like, yeah. And then something right. pop culture com- comes up called Space Force. And, huh, I wonder if that people are going to start using that. The, and, well. dude, that in a nutshell is why immediately, with the second I heard that in March. Uh, was yeah, like, you guys you guys filed the trademark March immediately. March 14th, I think. And you guys were so on top of that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, <clears throat> that comes from watching other breweries snag names and then not use them. Oh, okay. So yeah. a lot of breweries will snag it. Uh, no, just one in particular, one or two in particular that I know of. Okay, just- but in, but it, uh, for trademarks and stuff like that, it's a use it or lose it type of deal, isn't it? Yeah. There, so I you have like you have like years. X amount of time to use it, and then yeah. you you lose it. I um, certainly can't name any specific examples of like a, a, a smaller brewery being picked up by a bigger brewery and then pre- pressing their trademark, making it so like a certain beer name can't be used by other people. No, no, I mean, I would never uh, bring Pitchfork into this. Like, no, I would never bring up a beer called Pitchfork Pale Ale. Yep. What was it? What's the deal with that one? Uh, so Budweiser picked up a small brewery. Uh, I don't remember what state it was in, and I don't remember what the brewery was, but they also had a Pitchfork Pale Ale. Oh, man. And, they and of said, course, Pitchfork didn't have it TM'd. Yep. Yeah. So they, like, so they... They got a cease and desist from Budweiser, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh fuck, we can't. We literally can't fight this." No, but <laughs> you just literally can't. We would probably choose to not, as well. I mean, yeah, they 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 have so much money and lawyer power behind it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so it's like they they learned their lesson and now they're trademarking all their beer names. Oh yeah, and it's it's. It's it's kind of like it's necessary. It's very important. Like we've trademarked all of the Blind Ninja Studio stuff because, well, it's it's something you have to do mm-hmm. just to protect your brand. Although there is another tabletop theater, but they have the theater spelt differently. Yep, 
That's that's why ours is spelt uniquely. Yeah. No, we we were first. We I know were we were first. first. I know we were first. <laughs> we could have we should have taken both of them. Well, we probably should have. Yeah, we but, probably should have. But like theirs is spelt wrong. <laughs> Actually, theirs is spelt with the normal way. We spelt with a more theatrical way. We spelt it R E, which is the way it should be spelt. <laughs> we are not men, we are but thespians. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, Space Force, that's been an interesting ordeal. Like, a lot of the letters that we've gotten back have been really, like, cheeky and funny because we sent a cheeky, yeah, funny letter. Well, and, and that's the right way to do it. And, like, listening to uh, uh, the Brewing Network, I don't know if you've listened to them at all. Oh, but, yeah, over the years, yeah. I mean, yeah. Not, not as much But, yeah, they, they, but. they have to defend the hop grenade all the time. And they have like this, like they have like a very like cheeky letter that they send out to everybody. And usually it's it like if they send out a lighthearted, like, hey, you know, we already got this. Like, yeah, <clears throat> they usually get a lighthearted response. Oh, shit. Sorry. Like, do you mind if we just sell off what we have and then be done? Yeah. And that's usually the end of it. And then every once in a while they get somebody who raises their hackles. Well, yeah, that we got one of those where it, it's a it's a bigger brewery from you know the Midwest, and I won't say the name, but they definitely um, were like uh, in the spirit of brotherhood and the industry. Like, we won't use this, but we completely disagree with you, and we don't think you have like the legal cause to you know to get. To get what that. are you fiddling with? What are, I, you, what are you doing? You you have changed the angle of the camera twice now. Your cam is all. Fubar. I don't know. I'm sorry. I just was fiddling with the tape. Yeah. Do not. You have an entire roll of tape to fiddle with. Why do you have to do the one that's doing a job? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Classic. a good answer. I have no good answer there. Classic. Sorry, Brian. No, Continue. it's fine. <laughs> uh, Anyway, point being that this this particular brewery, like the it was really evident that the the lawyer was like, yeah, we've we've got no case, boys. But then the brewery was like, no, tell them fuck you anyway. So they basically were like, okay, fine, we'll stop using it, but fuck you, we disagree. But we'll but we'll stop using it just you know because because we're cool dudes. And I was yeah. like. Eh. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so they asked Space Force, blah, blah, blah. And then um, yesterday um, played uh, the first, well, we almost got through the first chapter of the Dungeons & Dragons 5th uh, edition yeah, starter Yes, Minds of Fandelver. Yeah, it was pretty pretty rollicking and exciting. There was a, a couple guys that have never played and um, a few guys that haven't played in a long time and then... Um, it was Casey. it was a, it was a lot of fun. I'm I'm yeah. not gonna lie. It was fun playing with people who didn't have any like preconceived notions of how to play D and D, where they were they were literally just playing. Yep. Though it somebody touched my dice. I'm just gonna throw that out. I there. didn't I didn't know that was a thing. And you know, the only person in the room that would have touched your dice was the was Tony. Yep. He yeah, is no. he just he just he started grabbing my dice. He's tactile. Oh. You don't do that. No. You don't do that. <laughs> There's a line you don't And cross. so like and so like I just met this guy and so like I'm sitting there and I'm like you, you don't touch another man's dice. <laughs> I don't think he thought you were serious at first, and then he—I think he finally realized. Oh, okay, he's actually serious. <laughs> like, you, you just don't 
do it. I, I didn't realize he didn't have his own dice. Oh. Like, if I had known that, I would have, you yeah. know, like, I would... Like, and so, like, as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, shit, no, like, let's figure out what character you're playing, and I'll give you the dice that you need to play yeah. the character. He doesn't but, know any better. I know. Yeah, it, well, it, now it, he does. <laughs> well, no, it, like, now he does. It was just, it was just one of those things where I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. I'm, like, glad, I think, I'm, I'm glad I know that. Now. I think our total dice collection in this in this house is uh, like at least three one pound bags of like choose your own dice. Yeah, no, yeah. We like I, I should honestly just grab the box next time and be like, hey guys, make a dice set. If you need more dice, add them to you to it for your characters. Yeah, because we have so many dice, and that'll help out everybody, and they can kind of build out their sets. And you need more than one d twenty. Yeah, because one starts misbehaving. And you just set it off to the side. You need at least two, especially yeah. with the current system of... For advantage and disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, because you roll two and pick highest. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Dude, and so yesterday I went to... Um, I happened to be up kind of by Maplewood Mall, and I went to the Barnes & Noble, and I was standing in the... Um, they have a, like a pretty sizable... should go gone to the source. Well, I like the source. They have comics and Oh, games. God. I've been going to the source since forever and ever. But um, fucking awesome. I just happened to be by yeah. Barnes & Noble, and I knew they'd have a dice set for like five bucks, which they oh, yeah, did. Yep. And I was like, oh, I should probably get Justin one just so we have more <clears throat> more dice. Because all the dice I have are more like geared towards Warhammer 40K. Oh, okay. So I have a shitload. So oh, there's just, I have like a pot piles and piles of tiny D6s because you're you know, you're firing with a squad of 10 corn yep. berserkers with bolt pistols. You know, it's in any case. Um, but I was I'm, it, no less than two people approached me while I was at the 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 case where they kept all of, the, you know, they keep all of the Dungeons and Dragons books. And and one, <laughs> and one of the kids was like the, that classic nerd kid that like just uh, completely doesn't understand social cues like that. I was like. I had I was done. I had headphones in. A B was done perusing the Dungeons and Dragons section and wanted to move on to like some of the books on the left, some of the sci-fi series books. And he he kept he just kept following me and talking at me, not to me, at me. And he, so I finally I just had to sort of like turn around and just kind of walk away from him. And I got like ten feet away and he was still talking. And finally he was like, "Okay, you have a good day." And like finished his story and, you know, and then I, and then I went, I walked over more towards the sci-fi series and then someone else started talking to me about D and D. And then I went upstairs to buy the dice and I had two sets of regular dice, one black, one white. And the cashier was like, oh, you didn't want to like a nice custom set, like the goblin dice or the, this or the, that. And I'm like, bro, I'm like, this dice set is $5. The goblin one is like 15. I'm like, I don't know if I need a fucking $15 set of <laughs> dice. Like. So, like three people like harassed me about D and D things at the at the bookstore. I mean, I, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I know that. Like, like that's it's it's unexpected. Incredibly so. Also, like, and also, like that's probably the only social interaction they got for the day. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, it it was uh, it was like like I'm I'm you can't tell on the show, but it, like I think I've said this before, I'm like pretty well introverted, and when I'm in public, I I feel like. Like oh, an- yeah, anxiety, yeah. and so I like t- that's why I put on headphones and like you, I kind of weave through as fast as I can. And so when I got up to the checkout, it was like murderer's row because you're were, you're already at your the, at your end, and you're just yeah. like I just needed to leave. And there were three cashiers, and I was in line. There were like three people in front of me, and all three of the cashiers were like the chatty cashier. 
Oh no! Yeah, and I'm like, fuck! I'm like, I'm gonna. Where's the self checkout? It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter how this plays out. These guys are gonna try to ask me a bunch of fucking questions about my purchase, and I really that drives me crazy. Yeah. Like, I just ring my shit. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, D and D was fucking rad. Uh, it was it, a lot of fun. It was like every everything and more that that I that I was hoping for out of a. Out of a um, gaming session, so it was like and playing in the back of the brewery. Yeah, was, that like, It was really cool. Um, there was a few times where I was like, "Oh shit, are we being too loud?" Nope. And then Tony would get louder, so I was like, yeah. "No, we're not." <laughs> All right, dude. My favorite part. My favorite part though was like, there's there's two goblins, right? And t- Tony's like. Fuck it! I'm gonna take my what? What weapon did he have? Yeah, he had a, take, hit a uh, battle axe. Take my battle axe, and I'm gonna. I'm not just gonna hit the one. I'm gonna cleave both of them, and I'm gonna do the. And and then I just looked at Casey, and he just starts shaking his head. I'm like, no, no, no you can only attack that's one single at target, a time. dude. Like. <laughs> Because <laughs> he just like he gets so excited and animated, and that was my my favorite part. Is like after like Ben would pause like make a dramatic pause and then he'd go describe your kill (laughs) well and like my my favorite moment was literally like the first moment we started playing like ben was like all right so you guys been traveling together like what have you guys been talking about introduce yourselves and then i go in and i'm like i'm dwally cleric of tear like and go into like this whole thing and everybody's just like Oh shit! Where you're supposed to use voices and stuff like? Fuck. <laughs> there, there was definitely a moment of that. Oh, but yeah, it was it was good. But it uh. was yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Like it was it was different than playing with the group that we've been playing with for the past six years. The like, Legends of Lothos Monday evenings at eight p.m. 8 Central. PM Central. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, getting towards the end of season one, then we'll take a little bit of break and. Pick up again with season two. Looking forward to tomorrow. I am too. Uh, yeah. I am not. I have to get a cavity filled. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe you'll be on uh, some nice cavity drugs then. Yeah, I while listening to The Legends of Lothos at 8 p.m. Central. I, I definitely usually tune in for the first little little, little bit, bit and then I'm kind of like, oh, I just wish I was there. Who's your... Uh, <laughs> I gotta ask, who's your favorite character? Ooh. Oh, out of the ooh. starter set? Uh, no, Lothos. no, I, out, of, out of Lothos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit your starter characters. Once again. It's not our and Do not put we me know in the middle that. of this. <laughs> no, you don't have to answer that. You don't have to answer that. No comment. I'll tell you who my favorite one is. Clem the monkey. <laughs> no, it's clearly the, the NPC that follows us around. The bard. Do you know his name, Carlos? Stan. I had to think <laughs> yeah. really hard. Oh, for God's sake. It is Stan. Stan is literally my favorite who character. Did, who did we have in our game? It was um, Mac, like Macklemore Fruit Loop or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're fighting like like they he, Ben changed the uh, the NPC's name to Macklemore. Which character? Uh, the uh, like the the dude who uh, who like follows Dwalin and is like held captive in the Goblin Cave. His name was Macklemore Fruit Loop. The hell was it? It was, uh, it was F something. I don't know. I didn't pay. Attention. I, don't know, I like Fruit Loop. Like that's actually a kind of <laughs> cool name. Macklemore Fruit Loop. <laughs> what a great name! <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Uh, but yeah, other than that, I that's I. You know me. I I work yeah. and drink, and that's and hey, that's kind of what we all that's do. About it. So uh, yeah. So what this week, uh, oh, man, I started playing Spider Man finally. That's been a lot of fun. Uh, the new Spider Man game. 
I really just like swinging around the city. Um, there's been a few times where I've only had like, so like yesterday I only had like an hour before I had to leave for D and D, and this morning like after I made uh, made some more mole because fucking mole is delicious. <laughs> uh, I only had like an hour before I had to leave for my mom's uh birthday party thing which i will talk about in a minute uh i like so i just collect things and just swing around the city and it's super satisfying and a lot of fun um trying to think if there's anything else i really did this room oh we had a game night and we played hail hydra and hail hydra was a blast uh, Carlos couldn't join us because he had homework or something stupid like that i was silly drugging myself and staying with homework yeah so, Carlos, uh, could you have just not done the homework and gotten the same grade? No, no. Oh, okay. I, 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 I would get far more credit with, like, turning this, what I turned in. Oh, okay. All right. No, that's, this is not one of those classes where you just, <laughs> where you just get a big fat zero for what you put for in. For completely failing. Yeah. All right. Um, and then, yeah, so then uh, today uh, I went to Red Wing Brewing. And had a delicious meat lovers pizza with their garlic Alfredo sauce. Oh, it's so good! And their crust is made with spent grain, so it's that's kind of fun. Um, and then, but their pizza the their pizza of the month this month. My dad had it. It, it was really good. I should have gotten that one. Like, <laughs> what I was it? Up. It was a beer cheese pizza. Oh, so the sauce was beer cheese. And then it had, uh, like, summer sausage, onions, and popcorn on it. That sounds really interesting. Right? <laughs> it was stupid good. I'm like, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it was, it was really good. Is and it then, still a pizza at that point? Well, I mean, basically, it's a flat bread. It's a flat bread with beer cheese yeah. on it. Like. Uh, you know, I mean, it is what I say it is, right? <laughs> yeah, like, kind of. like, you know. But so the, they do a lot of, like, again, I every time I go there and I have a pizza, I come on the show and I speak the virtues of their pizza. My absolute favorite pizza they've ever done was the jalapeno popper pizza that had, like, a cream cheese base and jalapenos and stuff like that. And it was super good. Um, every year uh, in August, they do the uh, the state fair pizza. Which what? is it has like hot dogs, or I uh, know it's like it's like slice up like corn dogs on it. Nice and uh, a few different things, and then they just shove a stick in the crust. <laughs> <laughs> Man, honestly, if the, I love the, I love the state fair, and uh, you know, I like I was just saying, I don't like to be around a lot of people. That's like the one and only where I'm like, I just I don't care. How slow people walk. I don't care. Because you're just looking at shit. I'm like, just staring at It's like they had this commercial on the radio where it was like every kind of this. And then KQ did a they lampooned it and it was like every kind of ass, every kind of this. And it was, you know, like <laughs> it's just like it's it's the people watching is so it's the insane. best people watching. It's just everything, everything. It's almost as good as Renfest people watching. Yeah, definitely. And nothing beats Renfest people <laughs> watching. That's very true because you have people, Renfest people, that don't look. They're just normal. Well, I don't know, normal people. You know what I mean? But like just regular ass looking like people, as, and they just like, oh, you're a festy. Holy crap! That's yep. Kind of weird. As normal as you can be if you're a kind of person that goes to run fests. <laughs> I usually do the, they have like a Big Veer's beer cup, and I had judged 
beer the last couple of years. I, I, I missed out. I, this I was year. I was trying to enter that competition, mm-hmm. um, and I looked. It was like two months ago, and I was like, "When?" Like, so I knew when it was, but I couldn't find any of the entry instructions oh, or shit. where to send my beer or anything. I wish I would have said something. I got the hookup on that, and I was like, "Ah, fuck it. I guess I'm not entering this year because uh, this year I had so much beer. To, like, I would have sent that wee heavy. I yeah. would have sent like, yeah, I had get, a bunch get of some stuff. judging sheets, man. That's we should say that on the homebrew show that like even if even if you get completely slayed by you know the the judge just get it judge just it, they'll there's like five dudes or five dudes or and or chicks sitting at a table and thinking really hard about the flaws in your beer and how you know how you can yep. improve but but, so. and, but it also depends on what competition you enter that's a good point yeah because you want to enter like a reputable Competition where you know the judges are going to be good because there's some shit judges out there. That's true. Uh, but yeah, other than that, like I don't know, played some D and D. That was fun. Uh, did that. Uh, surprised my mom with her uh, fucking birthday. That was great. Uh, got really awkward. It was so. <laughs> you know, you know when you go to a party and you don't know anybody. Yeah. And you sit in the corner with your beer. Yeah. That's how I was at my parents' house during okay. my mom's part. Like, so it was it was me. I was sitting there with uh, with my beer, and so then there was like some of my mom's old friends that I know, and so like I chatted with them, and we had a good time. Like it was my aunt, and then like a couple of those guys, and so like I know these people. We're drinking beer, we're having a good time, and then it was church people and daycare people, and I'm like, I don't know any of you, <laughs> or I may know you, but I haven't seen you in twelve years. So it's like you're a stranger. But then people who I had no idea who they were came up to me, addressed me by name, and like started asking me very specific questions about my life. Oh, geez. And so I'm like, I should know you. So I can't ask you your name now. <laughs> but- <laughs> Dude, that, that happens to me constantly where I'll be walking down the street in Hudson and someone will honk and wave or someone will be like, Oh, hey, Brian, how's it going? How's such and such? And I'm like, I'm just like, oh, great. You? <laughs> no, I, I'm I, like, mean, you, I, I drink. You, 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 you have a fair amount of drinking. So. Like, so you meet a lot of people yes. and you don't remember it. Yes. Um, and so like it's it's always the same thing. Like they ask you, oh, hey, you know, how's this thing going? And I'm like, oh, it's going great. You know, can't complain. Everything's fantastic. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> just <You>. super vague. <laughs> just try to avoid names. <laughs> you see, it's yeah, kind always. of interesting. Like in in my case, like uh, if somebody if they start calling me Carlos, like it's like all right, I probably ran into him when I was like with Casey or like when we were doing a podcast thing or some sort of drinking thing. But if they say Chris, it's like, where the fuck did I meet them? <laughs> yep. Did I meet him at a job? Like, that's the only thing that comes to my mind then. So you have a built-in filter. Yeah. I don't, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you, how to even approach that situation without, like, offending. Well, no, but is, is it offensive to be like, to just say, hey, I'm sorry, who are you? Yeah, remind me of who you are. I don't know. I got through high school by just not saying people's names. Yeah, but Carlos, <laughs> the, uh, the the people behind, like, literally the girl standing behind me, uh, was, during during high school graduation, the girl standing behind me, like, Carlos went up, and she, said, she asked me, who is that? Yeah. 
okay. <laughs> like, like, oh no, that's that's that that's Chris. That's that's Carlos. Oh, Carlos. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute, Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, his real name. Really? Oh. D- is this a, like, are you just putting something on or like, did you actually not know? No, that? I actually don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can never, sometimes I know this is not the first time this is happening on this podcast where somebody's like, wait, Chris? Like, no, I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, you, I feel, I feel cheated somehow. <laughs> Carlos, I'll, I'll, Carlos I'll, is a nickname. All right, I'll, all right. I'll, I'll get the story off air because I'm probably it's probably been on there. Before, yep, yeah, so yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll fine, we'll fine after. with me. <laughs> all right, then. I thought you just knew. Nope. <laughs> so now Carlos's story makes a little bit more sense. Yep. Right. <laughs> Who is that? Yeah, I could see like how th- what I just said would have been really confusing otherwise. <laughs> Uh, Carlos, will you please pop open that beer and start pouring some? Yeah, because we were talking about shitty judging earlier, right? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Indeed. Um, All right, yeah. So uh, going around the table right now, we have a mischief from the brewery. And then after we're done with that, we're going to dive into some Red Wing beer. Just because I was there, so I was like, well, I should probably pick up a growler or something to share with you guys. Um, Especially since... Well, Carlos was there when we did the interview with them. Yeah, but they we did the onsite. But yeah. they and we had some of their beer, but they weren't open for their food. No, which was so disappointing. Because their food is Ooh. the best. Ooh. This is carbonation. The lively bugger. It's yeah. Was that before Pitchfork? Uh, no, oh, we did the no, red no. one. Go ahead and put that back on the uh, the beer the beer cam spot. Beer cam 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 cam. I got really worried that your beer was going to fall over. I was careful. <laughs> As careful as it's wobbling back and forth. Yeah. It's my middle name. All right. So uh, this is Mischief from the brewery. Uh, it's eight and a half percent alcohol by volume. Um, it's formally known as Mischief number three. Uh, Mischief is a hoppy Belgian style golden ale. This wickedly good golden ale is finished... Uh, dry hopped with American hops to add a layer of complexity and mystery to its fruity, dry Belgian-style character. Citrus and resin, resin diabolically combined to uh, with ripe melon, pear, and slight peppery spice in a precariously effervescent mixture. Enjoy it, but you'll want to keep an eye out. Uh, it won the gold medal in 2016 at GABF in the American Belgio-style ale category. Uh, oh, did you guys enter GABF this year? Yeah, we did. How'd you do? Uh, I don't know yet. We didn't get any oh, okay. sheets back or anything. Um, we definitely did not win any medals. I don't think... No one... I don't I didn't even look who won stuff in Wisconsin. I, there were, I don't know, 7 to 10 or something like that in Minnesota. And, you know, uh, what was it? Summit, of course, took, the took I think, a gold for their color pills or whatever. Oh, that's but, a really good Dude, beer. I love that beer. It's a really good beer. Yeah, I mean... So I, I have a question, like, what kind of feedback do you get from that? Do you just get a tasting sheet or? I I don't know. I, oh, I, I, I wasn't to, sure if you had worked at a brewery that entered I, before. Yeah, definitely, but I legit, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I, the, these are different, a different set of guidelines. Like, you and I work off BJCP. This is BA, Brewers Association. Okay. Totally different. Um, so that said, uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I guess we'll find out next time I'm on, ask me again. I will. I'm going to keep asking. 
Yeah. And uh, we should talk about the difference between BA and BJCP on uh, Good call. Rebound. Yeah. That'll be an interesting one to research because yeah. there's, there's quite a few facets. I got, I got, well, I know, I know there's, uh, there's definitely a difference because when we were at about week 60 of uh, the BJCP, like, every style challenge i got an email from a listener saying hey they said all these styles and i was like <laughs> wait like, what uh, but it was for the ba oh. not for not for bjcp and i was like <sighs> yeah like <laughs> i don't know man like I, i'll i'll say this one more time and and then i'll drop it but like for you to have brewed through all those styles of beer is just r- ridiculous you never have to stop saying that. I like to hear it. The dedication to that—that's that's on a level. That, I, I I like the accolades. Yeah, that's on a level that I don't know if I I don't know if I'd have. That. I can comfortably say that I am the only person in the world that I know of that is. <laughs> it's quite a feat. It was a. It certainly was something that like took even more time than you thought going into it. Carlos, are you going to put that on Casey's tombstone? Like, did the. Every style challenge, and that's it. Oh, no, I'm going to outlive Carlos. Here lies Kate. Really? How do you know that? Uh, because I'm shorter than he is. Uh, fair enough. I don't know. I'm not. His so- heart has to work harder. <laughs> but I, on the other hand. Uh, <laughs> but he's got such a big heart. I'm, a, I'm about it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a problem, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about at the uh, cutoff, though, where like like any taller, and I start really coming in, running into problems. But I'm at the height where it's, I don't start really hitting those problems. Like, so don't wear lifts. There's a lot of old people that are uh, like slightly taller than me or the same t- height. Who's the oldest person in your family? Uh, not anybody tall. Yeah, how old are they? Because I have a 96 year old grandmother. Oh my. Uh, I don't know how old my grandmother is, and she still drinks like a fish. That's crazy. Although I guess if you put it that way, they're like, oh my, gr- my uh, grandfathers are dead, so they're. Oh, I know. All my grandfathers are dead, too. I'm probably going to die at, like, 60. (laughs) (laughs) My grandma's 91, and she is sharp as a tack. She just can't hear very well. Oh, my great-grandma can't see very well. We should get those together, and they can make one person. Yes, we'll tape them together. (laughs) There was Dual-wheeled old ladies. My great-grandma still uh, mows her own lawn. But she can't see, so there's just large swaths of mist grass. <laughs> Bless her heart. Man, you put them together and you got an 80s movie. I'd watch that movie. Well, what are they going to do in the montage? I don't know. They're just going to be buddy cops. Like, <laughs> well, they be like Mr. Magoo. Well, there was, and <laughs> well, there was a uh, uh, movie in the 80s uh, with like, a, or 70s or 80s with like, a, it was uh, Richard Pryor and I can't remember the other actor in it. He played a Willy Wonka uh, Gene, Gene Wilder. Yeah, it was like those two. Like one was blind, the other one was deaf. Should we talk about this beer that we poured? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We should not do that. All right, Carlos. Let me know what you think. Like, let me retaste it because it's been about three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. It's okay. We're already at forty-two minutes. Jesus. Like this is definitely an interesting Belgian, and uh, like oh, every time it's an American. Like every, uh, I thought it was like Belgian style. It is Belgian style. I was yeah. just giving you shit. No, but like uh, every time I like drink it, like it tastes a little bit better actually. Like every sip, 
just seems like... As, as it warms up, there's there's Yeah, you were making a out. face right away for sure. Well, this is like... That's how I was, we taste beer. Yeah, like that first... This oh. is like I'm trying to get used to like this taste. But like as I was like, yeah, this is like pretty good actually. Like it's different than like a regular Belgian for sure. I, I want to thank uh, uh, Fred uh, for getting us this bottle. So yeah. shout out to Fred. Thanks, Fred. Yep. Brian? Uh, I think this is great, man. I'm, there's like... Lemony cake bread, Ooh, cake. Uh, and and uh, it's it's very very well carbonated uh, as it should be for the style. Um, it it uh, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And it's got a little bit of that stretched body character because you probably they probably threw some sugar in here to kick the ABV up and get that little like weird cider like layer. I perceive it almost as cider like. I don't know how other people perceive it, but I yeah. I'm I'm getting like it's it's very Colby. sweet. Uh when you said cakey, that mm-hmm. immediately clicked for me. Yeah. Um there's like yeah, no, it's there's like, a really it's, it's soft, like lemon bars. There's a soft bready malt in there. Yeah. Like that just really You know, like really right nice. right up front it's just like lemon bars. And then on the back, like I get this nice fruity character and then it finishes just dry enough where I'm like I should have some more. I know, right? Yeah. Did it say hop, like hop wise, or do you have it juggled? See if um, they say a hop variety. It does not say on here. Damn it, because it's a re- they did a really. Freaking I wonder if they say on their website. I thought they said like uh, when you're reading the description, like they mentioned like it was like just American, some sort of American hop though that they used. Yeah, it's something lemony. Like I mean, I, I, yeah, I, it, did, it didn't say exactly what lemon citrus zest. Um, okay. Yes, I am indeed 21. <laughs> uh, God damn it. Um, it's so hard to, f- I hate this website. Um, this is a seasonal, I think. The problem is they have so many different beers. It's true. The brew, the brewer, brewery. brewery. Oh, we have a trade winds in there that we should drink at one of the, one of these days. But I can't get to a uh, beer by year. I don't know what year this was. Here. Mischief. No, that's with Citra. No. There we go. And I wonder why they changed the name. Uh, Does not. Oh, wait. Uh, No, it does not say what uh, hops are in it. Damn it. Just says citrus and resin. I want to know. I know. I do, too. All right. Uh, Carlos, give me a number. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to say it was really good. An eight. An eight? All right. Brian? Uh, yeah, man, I'm up there. I'm going to go, like, I don't usually, it's just like a rare eight and a half, nine. I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it's it's hitting hitting my It's It's different than what, we, than what we've had. Oh, totally. Um, I will also... Give it an eight. There's, there's, it's really good. It's the brewery. Like you, mm-hmm. you can buy it any beer from there, and you won't be disappointed. I think we do IPA a fair amount on here, and I don't really. This is going to sound terrible, but I don't really like buying um, IPA off of a shelf at a liquor store unless I know for damn it's, sure it's, that it it's was hard. Like packaged you, you, yesterday, you never you know? know what you're going to get. And and this this speaks to the market because I immediately when I go to a brewery I'm like 
show me your IPA. Like, I want to taste that, and then I want to move on to other stuff. Plus, the beers I like, like Malty German or like this type of Belgian beer, not a lot of people make these styles because they're hard. I feel like know? they're uh, they're hard making a, right. They're, they're making a bit of a resurgence where more breweries are doing them. I hope so. Because like the IPA thing, there's no shelf life to it. Yeah, that's and a so real if, bummer. If you want to put your beer on a shelf. You need to drop the hops out and focus on the malts. Yeah. It's it, I, anytime I get, not anytime, a lot of times when I get stuff like IPA from off the shelf, unless it's Bell's Too Hearted, because even even old Bell's Too Hearted, let's be honest, tastes pretty good. It's pretty fucking good. But, but uh, yeah, there's, I mean, otherwise, when I drink, you know, old IPA, it's like, ugh, it tastes like fucking old IPA. Yay. You know, and it's just disappointing, but. Anywho, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it. I'm up there with like eight and a half ish, nine ish. All right, so we're not gonna officially taste this beer. We're just gonna drink some beer uh, because oh, the Red Wing Brewery, yeah, the Red Wing one. Yes, uh, should be noted. We are drinking. Yeah, we're we're gonna drink it. It's just we're already at an hour, and <laughs> we haven't even done the news yet. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be. <laughs> well, you did say we were gonna maybe just do Dungeons and Dragons stories for the discussion topic. Or did you come up with a discussion topic? I haven't come up with it. See. <laughs> I don't know. Like the problem is, we've just been having a really good time shooting the shit, and I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, we could just it's skip, a talk show. We we could just skip the news. Uh, there's some news stories I want to talk about. No, no, I want to do. I like the the news is one of my favorite parts. Okay, let's do that shit. All right. Well, then we'll do some news. All right. All right. We'll do some. The Department of Offense presents News with Casey. That's me. Body cameras from a Twin Cities police department uh, captured officers giving high fives to a young driver after he appeared to uh, successfully give CPR to a stunned squirrel. <laughs> yes. The video was posted Thursday afternoon to the Brooklyn Park Police Department Facebook page in an hour of or er, in an hour of posting and it already amassed thousands of views and hundreds of shares. Police say the officers were on a routine patrol on September 25th when they saw a young man bent down near the curb on the 6500 block of uh, Hampshire Avenue. They stopped and got out of their squad car. As they approached, the officers saw the young man identified in the video as a good Samaritan touching a belly-up squirrel with a gloved hand pressing a finger on his chest. Is he giving it CPR? One of the officers says before answering his own question. I think it is. Uh, so instead of that, it should be like, oh, geez, there is he giving a CPR? Oh, yeah, what's he doing? Oh, over I think there? he is there. He. Oh, yep. Uh, the young man uh, told the officer that he was helping the squirrel because he believed it, he hit it with his car, despite attempting to swerve out of the way, uh, which you should never do. No swerve. Never oh, swerve, swerve to avoid an animal. If you're in my, if I'm in your car and you do that, I'm gonna fucking yell at you every time. Yep. Do not put my life in danger for a fucking fuzzy little squirrel. Exactly. Uh, we like animals here at BS. Yeah, they're great. We just like people better. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, look up the video of the, the guy who nurses the squirrel back to health. The, the squirrel's name is Hoss. And then he releases a squirrel into a tree, and immediately after, something terrible happens to him. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Watch the video. I'm not going to spoil it. Anyway. Uh, it's probably a hawk uh, or an owl. <laughs> <laughs> something happens. Uh, after a moment, one of the officers advises the young man to flip the squirrel over. Not long after, uh, the critter begins to swimmer. Oh, there he goes. Yeah. <laughs> 
and the officer shouts as the squirrel darts away from the street. Yeah, my middle fella. Uh, immediately after, the young man begins to celebrate and high fives both officers. Uh, oh, we'll put you in there for a life saving award. Says one of the officers. Uh, the video also advises the public uh, to bring wounded uh, wounded wildlife to the wildlife rehabilitation center, but not fucking squirrels. They're tree rats. They're nah. kind of the worst. Is it an albino squirrel? If not, then just leave it. Uh, matter of fact, maybe maybe just back over just to be sure. Just to be sure you killed it dead. Oh my god! Every time I, I every time I see a, a dead animal on the road, I'm like, well, he's taking a nap. I was outside of Dick's Bar the other day. I was delivering beer to Agave, and where you deliver the beer to Agave is kind of right by where the Dick's building is, and there was a dead bird on the ground. And I looked at the bird, and then I looked at Dick's, and I was like, man, I've, I've been like that after leaving Dick's before. <laughs> did, we, did we talk about the drunk birds last week on the show, or no? I think we might... The drunk birds in Minnesota who were... I, we were talking, I don't know if it was last episode, but we talked about it like last month for sure. Yeah, you have at some point. Okay, well, like, I, 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 I can't remember. I do, believe it or not, I right. do listen to this show regularly, so. That makes one of us. Except <laughs> for when I'm on, because I don't like listening to the sound of my voice. Well, that's why I don't listen. <laughs> right. I don't listen when I have to, when I have to, like, uh-huh. edit some shit out, and right. I'm like, uh, fuck. <laughs> Somebody said something they weren't supposed to. <laughs> uh, which has only happened twice. Oh, what was one was Pitchfork? One was Pitchfork, uh, and that episode has not gone back up yet uh, because I haven't edited it. I think I'm just going to put it up. Uh, and then uh, the other one was something I said that I didn't want out there. So, oh, random. <laughs> I'm going to put it up at the one year anniversary after you did not put it up, dude. Or after you had to take it down. What is going on with Pitchfork? Are they move? Oh, uh, no, they're they're, they're not moving now. Oh, they're going to uh, stay. Yeah, so uh, I actually want to get mu- uh, the mics on. I'd like to get both of them on to kind of talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, good, good, but good idea. Uh, basically what happened was the uh, the contractor with that space completely dropped the ball. And so, like, they haven't even started building yet. Yeah. They, I, were, they were supposed to be in there, like, in June, and they haven't even broken ground. So uh, That project's been crazy yeah, since the get-go. Yeah, so Pitchfork backed out of it. Yeah, that's probably uh, pretty a smart. Move. And they are working on, from what I've heard, they're and this is all hearsay, but <laughs> allegedly, uh, allegedly, they're working on getting their own build, or they they're working on buying a plot of land and building their own building, which I think is a much better plan because from what they like, what they've been talking about, it's going to fit their style a lot better, and just kind of be their own thing, sure. have a little restaurant and that kind of thing, and. So they'd be a brew pub then? Yeah, yeah. And that's, that. like, they, it, from what I've gathered, they don't really have any desire to expand too far out of where they're at. Right. Their, their market share, like, they're, they're a mostly tap room yeah. style brewery. So they'd, then they'd pretty much be a brewery, like, or a brew pub like uh, Swinging Bridges? Yeah, yep. Gotcha. Yep, just a, yeah, just different. Different. <laughs> All right. Uh, audacious thieves have stolen an entire uh, lead roof from a grade uh, one listed church. About 20 tons of lead was taken from All Saints Church, uh, Hewton Conquest, Bedfordshire, over a prolonged period of time, police have said. The theft was discovered on Tuesday, and police, 
Police believe the thieves posed as tradesmen to gain access to the roof. The church said insurance would not cover all the repaired costs expected to reach tens of thousands of pounds. Treasurer Joyce Bullock said, I don't know how we're going to pay for it, adding, I just pray every day that nothing else happens. The theft was uncovered on Tuesday when daylight could be seen through the ceiling and rubble was found on the ground. <laughs> Sarah Hannett, a member of the congregation, said, This is devastating. It's caused a lot of stress. We don't have enough volunteers as it is. Uh, it just takes the wind out of your sails. Well, time to pass that collection plate around a little bit more. <laughs> like, how the hell do you steal tons of lead from the top of a building? How do they keep, like, if it was over, like, if they were posing as contractors and it was over a prolonged period of time, they kept letting them up on the roof. Yeah. Why do they need to keep going on the roof? I don't know. They're too busy praying to... Well, they like <laughs> they they probably came in with like you know and they're like with it with a good excuse to like oh you know we're we're here to like you know help out with your roof and whatever and as long as you like who really looks at their roof? It's free. Like as long as the rain's not coming in, you're happy. Yeah. And then you start seeing daylight and realize that there's no more lead shingles on your roof. Also, lead. Yeah, yeah, that's uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm curious. Like, what what are they going to do with the lead? Like, I, is is lead like something that you can sell? Like, what's I? Don't I mean, know. like meth heads and copper. Like, I mean, but these are British people, so they're like, oh, let's do the lead. Classic. All right, so scrap lead. Uh, <laughs> Google scrap lead. Yeah, yeah. Um, like twenty cents per pound. Oh wow, that's not a lot. Well, but lead's more fucking heavy. That's true. So they uh, they they took twenty tons. What? Twenty How the tons fuck of lead. Did they get twenty tons of lead over of over a pro- roof. prolonged period of time. Yeah, but what? okay. So uh, a calculator. Uh, so a ton is what two thousand pounds. Oh wait a minute. Yeah. Is it a T O N N E? Yeah, it's T O N N E. Oh, I don't know. Is that if different? It. Um, I don't think it does. It's an imperial it ton, or. <laughs> T O N N E to pound. One ton is twenty two uh oh four point six two pounds. Oh. All right. All right, now do the do the math. How much do, uh what what did I say ton wise they took? Twenty cents? No, oh ton wise? Oh uh, twenty tons. Okay, so we'll just go ahead and paste that into the calculator. <laughs> Times it by twenty. Okay. And divide that by what? That's point two. Uh, or no, times it by point two. Yeah. Okay, hang on. Paste that. Times twenty. Time. Oh, that's not right. <laughs> times two zero. Okay, that's better. Times point two. It's only eight thousand dollars. <laughs> Dude, what is? <laughs> what are they gonna do with it? That's like, no, like that's only eight thousand dollars. Yeah, we'll convert that to convert that to British pounds. That's four thousand or pounds. euros. Yeah, the thing is, like, they not. All right, it's, it's 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 like it's it's like third or three thousand pounds or like four thousand euros. Like, and the thing is, they not only have to reshingle. They have to get a new, like, they have a hole in the roof. That's a bigger problem than just shingles. Holy shit. That's not worth it. No. 
No, it's not. Nope. That's not worth it even a little bit. Just gotta be These thieves are dumb. They probably would have been better off stealing anything that like was made of valuable metal inside the church. Do you remember the great lead caper? Of- All right. Well, are, are you guys ready to hear about another ridiculous <laughs> yeah. theft? Yes. A 300-year-old stone bridge on a creek located in Turkey's northeastern province of Gumushin nice. uh, was noticed to have vanished on Friday by villagers who now suspect it was stolen. What? Uh, an investigation has been launched into the disappearance of the historic bridge, uh, from which only a few pieces of stone remain. Local residents who reported the disappearance stated that they had last seen the bridge intact on Monday. Uh, the heavy rainfall received in the area on Wednesday and Thursday is not believed by the bil- villagers to have led to an overflow powerful enough to destroy the bridge and drag it away. Hey, the bridge troll was like, I gotta move. Take my uh, fucking bridge. Oh, man. Turkish names are weird. How do you pronounce an S with a little squiggle under it? How do you want to pronounce it? <laughs> Koskin. Dugin. Oh, I like that name. How, how do you how do you pronounce a G with a little squiggle above it? <laughs> uh, the village headman uh, agreed with the claims of theft, saying even if the bridge somehow fell apart, there's no way the creek swept the stones away. They're probably taken by someone. Who the fuck is going to steal a stone bridge? It's probably these same motherfuckers who are stealing lead from a church. It would be rude. <laughs> these stories are connected. No, that would be so much more work to try to steal stones from a bridge. We're going to take the lane, put with stone. Like, you have to build an archway <laughs> to build a bridge over the archway just so you can get the archway. Like, you start removing bricks, the bridge is going to start falling apart. Well, so... Another villager who was interviewed said, The bridge is 300 years old. Nothing has happened to it in 300 years. The creek doesn't even have water enough to turn the mill wheel. Even if the bridge was destroyed, the stones would still be around. There are no stones. Somebody stole the bridge. Dude, does it say, like, what kind of stones? You know, actually, this is funny. Your character in our our 5e campaign... Doesn't he have some kind of special ability where he would be able to tell? Yeah, he's stone cunning. Any stone dwarf does. <laughs> oh, man. I was able to use stone cunning in the game. Oh, no. Ask that guy. <laughs> he knows rocks. Well, if you could could have gotten the, the fucking dice rolls, though. Yeah, there is that. Um, let's He'd have see. known that they were definitely rocks. Right. All right. Yep. So we, we have time for one more story. Sweet. Would you guys like to hear about a Florida store owner? Or a uh, India bus driver. No, 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 Florida. Always Florida. Motherfuckers are crazy in uh, no, Florida. Indian bus drivers. That, that's also India. pretty fucking good, too. Uh, or do you guys just want to hear them both? Both. All right. <laughs> a Florida gas station owner has placed a sign in the store asking customers not to warm urine in the microwave. Man, <laughs> you could just stop there. <laughs> Uh, Parul Patel, or Patel says he's become sick and tired of people walking into his BP gas station and on-the-fly convenience store in Jacksonville to warm their containers of urine. Well, you know why they're doing that. Why are they putting their Michelob Golden Light in the microwave, though? The store is within walking distance of two labs that offer exactly. drug testing services Boom. and collect urine samples. That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, Patel says that people... Uh, who use his microwave to warm urine, walk in off the street, microwave their urine containers, and then leave. 
without <laughs> buying anything. I wonder how that actually changes your test. Like, I don't think it like, erased the drugs, but it's got to no, be. No, 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 no. Uh, they, they, they buy cold urine, but they have to make it warm. Oh. Yeah. Like, they're buying clean urine. Poor, innocent Carlos. But you just, <laughs> no, you just keep it in your pocket. It just becomes body temperature. Mm. It's not going to be cold. Uh, I don't know, man. No, you do what you do what Thad did in Blue Mountain State. And you use a catheter and you reverse shoot it into your bladder. Oh, that's, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you pee clean urine. Nope. <laughs> oh, I but it's completely undetectable. Wait a minute. What if you just drank the urine? That, uh, you just drink urine. It doesn't help you at all. You just drink urine. Like, oh, my God. It's going to pick up any of the drugs that are in your system. It's true. <laughs> It'll make that clean urine not clean. Indian bus driver. All right, Indian bus driver. Uh, all right. Give me one second. <laughs> that, that might, that, that's like, would that be a band name band name? Indian bus driver Indian bus driver yeah uh, an Indian bus driver who let a monkey behind the wheel of his vehicle was suspended <laughs> on Saturday after a video of the incident went viral the 36 year old driver is seen smiling and patting the langer monkey as it sits atop the wheel of the moving bus in footage shot by a passenger driver driver M uh, Prakash has been taken off duty for allowing the monkey to sit on the steering wheel and handle it uh, said T.S. Latha, spokesperson for the government's Red Transport Corporation. Passenger safety is paramount, and the driver cannot risk it by allowing a monkey to drive. Yeah, you got to wait till the dr- monkey has its license. Then yeah, you man. It. You know, honestly, my mom always told me never trust wait, a monkey. Was it, was it on the job training for the monkey, though, to get its license, though? Well, so there were... Th- <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> there were 30 passengers on the bus, and none of them complained. Does the monkey have an arbitrary title, which... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, local media reports say the Langer boarded the boarded with a passenger and was at the wheel for almost ten minutes. So I feel like I mean it's that's only, quite a few stops, my friend. Like, ten yeah, minutes, that's, man, that's it's a while for the monkey to be driving. Like if it was able to handle the stops and everything, I feel like uh, maybe the bus driver's overpaid. If a monkey can do the job, well, dude, all the monkey was doing was is on the you know the steering wheel. It's not like he had little like blocks of wood tied to his little legs yeah. and was like pumping the gas and the brakes and shit. You know, I mean what. Not yet. <laughs> I mean, he was right there, so it's not like it was going to start. It was going to just run off what's, the road. What, what's harder, the monkey to know when to open the door and steer onto the road, or for the monkey to know when to go and stop? I don't think it would be opening the door, though. I think he still had to open the door. Monkey, first you need to learn to steer, and then you can do the pedals, okay, monkey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like that's fair. Okay. <laughs> That was the monkey. <laughs> no biggie. Okay, but would you be more likely to take the take the bus if there was a monkey driving? It, yes. Yeah. I'll, at, <laughs> yeah. I would have been the dude filming it. At the very least, it would have been out of more of a curiosity. Is this gonna kill me? Let's find out. <laughs> well, well, see you later. You're gonna end up like a speed situation, but with a monkey. Like, if I take this bus under 60 miles an hour, we all die. <laughs> and I'd be like, huh, about what I expected. <laughs> yeah. I would honestly watch Speed without Keanu Reeves and just have a monkey in there instead. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. 
It'd be absolutely delightful. There ain't no rule that a monkey can't drive a bus. Yeah, well, apparently in India there is. <laughs> yeah, but there's also no rule that you can't uh, microwave your urine in a Florida BP. Well, dude, buy a fucking Slim Jim or something, though, right? <laughs> right, like, you should buy something. Yeah. You, you shouldn't be, like, that dick. You know, if you got one of those microwavable, like, burritos or sandwiches, you just throw it right in there with the urine. Fuck it. Well, no, you want to do them separate because they have different cook times. It's true, and different probably different cook powers too. Well, and like if if you overheat the urine, you're gonna burn the inside of your leg, and that's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I have done that before, and I ow. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I, I've never actually worked anywhere where they drug tested, so I have just yeah no. I work in the brewing industry. Like, I think it's just assumed that. That sounds about right. <laughs> There's gonna be some some weed smoking involved. With they had did one of their. I had a job where I had a random test, so like I had to go to the hospital. Like you only have like a short amount of time to go right to the hospitals for your test. Well, and if you the don't thing have is, to pee. That was the problem. I uh, I couldn't pee enough because I had just peed before uh, uh, I got the uh, random alert. So I'm so basically I had to sit there and just drink water for like an hour. That sucks. Yeah. No. Well, I also didn't have to work. I got paid for that hour. <laughs> oh, well, I would have milked that out. <laughs> that does not suck. I'm gonna hold it as long as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't gotta pee yet. Leave me alone. Give me another gallon of water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, discussion topic for today. At an hour and ten minutes into the episode, uh, I think we're gonna go with uh, what, and we're gonna make it short. We're gonna make it sweet. Best D and D story, like what is what is your favorite D and D story, Carlos? Oh, my favorite, huh? There's been quite a few good times that we've had with the various games. Uh, I'm sure. I I gotta ask, are you gonna do the Bean Story, Casey? No, I'm not going to do the bean story. Yeah. You can do the bean story. No, if no, you it's want. it's not mine. It's, no, it's, bean, the bean story is a good one, but I don't think it's my favorite. Yeah, it's not my favorite. So you guys are just not going to hear about the bean story today. Uh, although we do reference it on Lothos every a once lot. in a while, yeah, and other podcasts. Uh, man, I I don't know. Like, it's really hard to come up with like a favorite moment. What What is your favorite character moment that you have been a part of? Oh, that I or or that like a game that you've run like. Has happened. Oh, uh, I think uh, actually, no, I think that when we were doing the, uh, we were, I did a Pathfinder trilogy uh, on tabletop the- theater, which was a lot of fun, and uh, it end the end of the trilogy. Oh yeah, that's was a uh, Matlock, which was Casey's character, was uh, <laughs> and a previous like just going up to this like in the second episode, like it ended with like uh, to save the city, he had to cast some sort of spell to save the city. But it, like marked him like he so and like we picked up the third episode like uh in the, the third part of the trilogy where like the it, like had like marked his hand and like it was growing over his body and it was linking him to it was linking him to like this like mind hive of the city we event, they eventually find out towards the end and it was basically like part of the cost of doing it was like your mind is going to now become part of the city but then his argument. Like normally he's gonna have to like do some sort of will save or something to try to not have his mind taken from him and just become part of this hive mind that like helps guard the city or whatever control the city. It's like instead, yeah, uh, 
no, this is a really bad idea. You guys should not have me part of you guys. Like, I literally talked myself out of the hide blind. Wow. It was like, oh, it was like yeah, uh, those are some really good points. Roll d20 for initiative. No, no. Like, you didn't have to roll. Like. No, 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 was, he made some, so, like. I made so were, many good points, like how shitty of a person my character was. It was like, wow. it was like just like, oh, yeah, no, we don't want you. And how he ruins everything is like, yeah, uh, those are some good points. Uh, you should leave the city. <laughs> <laughs> like, dope, I'm out. <laughs> well, see you later. Uh, yeah, no, uh, if you want to listen to that, that's the Dirge trilogy in Tabletop Theater. And it's, yeah, no, it's definitely some of the best role playing I think I've ever done. Yeah. It was, it was phenomenal. I, I have to, I'm going to, I don't know why I don't have that one because I listen to all your other crap. Yeah, no, that, like that one, that one's fun because it's, it's different characters and different scenarios every month. Yeah. So you, you get a lot of different stuff. And that was an interesting trilogy. Oh. I think you were the only one that was in all three episodes. Yep. Yeah, no, Matlock was was the star of those. Yeah. It's really the Matlock trilogy. Which ended up, which meant like a lot of the blame got pushed on him because he was like the only person that carried on to the second episode where everything that happened in the second episode was a response to what how the first episode went down. Yeah. You have but gained a subscriber. The, the best like the best part of that first episode was I had invisibility. And, like, as soon as trouble started in the tower, I turned invisible and ran away. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Matlock was a coward through and through. Well, that's another reason why the hive mind said, peace out, baby. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> it the- is. I brought that up. <laughs> Do you guys remember? <laughs> you guys remember how shitty I am? Like, Remember me being please, a dick? Uh, yeah. Remember it? And, like, your monkey... You had a monkey, and your yeah. monkey died in the, first, <laughs> in the first part of the trilogy. It was, and it was very what, sad. What is this m- monkey thing that keeps coming well, up? And then the I thing mean, is, like, uh, it died in the first, and like, there's like, a, I think there's a certain point, like, where you there's was like it a, Clyde or Clive or something? Like, there's a chance to bring the monkey back. Like, I don't know what. Oh no, there happened. was a genie, and you kept like, as the genie, you kept oh. like, you should bring your monkey back. I'm like, fuck no, I'm not bringing my monkey <laughs> no, back. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, in the second and the second part of the trilogy, there was a chance for you to bring the monkey back, and it was gonna. I did have something planned. I know, and like the genie kept pushing. I'm like, no, I'm good. Uh, I'm a- good. And then didn't we kill the final boss in that one? Like by just pushing him into a hole. So he basically so like ah! so there was this like and like underneath the city that the, like this is all based around. Uh, there was this gigantic monster that was trying to eat the city, which it was it was doing that most like it was going. But eat he the city put himself in a hamster because ball. they destroyed the tower. <laughs> The first, uh, first part of the trilogy, they destroyed the tower at the end, which led to the re- events co- coming forward, where now there's this giant thing underneath the city, that like giant monster that was going to eat the city because like what was protecting the city was falling apart. And there was like one of these creature entities that was going to uh, not, I think like it was like it was losing the fight or something and decided to like put a sphere of invulnerability around it. And like the thing is like there's still this giant pit where the monster was underneath there like this giant mouth going to eat the city and they they just like uh rolled him in like super Yeah, we just ball. rolled him in like a like a fucking hamster <laughs> like, <laughs> down the hole. Problem solved. And like technically <laughs> Like technically, it was still invincible, but once the time ran out on this spell, then it died. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the old uh, sphere of invulnerability hamster ball and then, trick. Well, <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> so I, I, I would like to point any uh, aspiring DMs to listen to tabletop theater because if you listen to a lot of our episodes, you will literally figure out every way that your players can fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then, uh, yeah, you had like a different monkey in that second episode. In the third episode, it because uh, you had gone on like a drunken bender and like lost money, but like you also ended up like uh, I had like one of With the things a new that monkey. Happened, one of the things new that monkey. happened happened off screen was the monkey had it just gained wings because he like he just paid somebody and like he was really drunk. He woke up like my monkey has like imp wings now. Okay, <laughs> I had a flying monkey. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was a really good trilogy. Yeah. Uh, Brian, do you have any fun? Role-playing stories. Uh, um, well, the I was I have my character sheet pulled up on my phone because yesterday when we were playing, it seems like so much longer than yesterday ago. Like I know what you mean. Yeah. Like well, it was a busy day. Yeah, I had a busy day too, so it feels that way for me too. But um. So my my character is a fighter, and for whatever reason, I decided that I was going to... Every goblin that we killed, I decided I was going to cut the cock, cocks off the goblins. How did that even happen? I don't know. Honestly, I, honestly, <laughs> I, I was... I was thinking about like in in Vietnam, they would like take ears and wear them on necklaces or whatever, and so... I, I can't. I don't know why. I don't know. I just. I decided to do it. I want it. a bunch of goblin cocks. Yeah, Carlos, will I, you pour me some beer. Please? I just. I think I just did it just to be shocking. But in any case, the DM in that particular campaign, he, uh, I told him I was like, I said, do I keep track of, you know, the the goblin cocks like that I'm collecting? Do I keep track of them? And he said, he said, yes, you do. And I, I told him I said I'm wearing the goblin cocks around my neck, and then. Two of the goblins were um, like, uh, God, what was it? Um, what spell was cast? The flame. Uh, oh, oh, oh uh, yeah, it was it was uh, flaming hands. It was flaming hands was ca- was cast, and the it finished off these these goblins. And so then I gained two charred goblin cocks, and f- and then I had five regular goblin. It was cocks. a regular old weenie roast. It was. So long story short, the DM decided that he was going to award me plus one intimidation and plus one persuasion to any goblins, uh, but minus one intimidation and persuasion on everyone else. And then I was awarded an inspiration point for uh, strapping a cock to an arrow and shooting it at a goblin. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> he shot He shot a cock into a goblin's eye socket. Yep. <laughs> so I was awarded an inspiration point. What's going to happen when incident? your character dies? <laughs> is you're going to have to see. So uh, do we complete the necklace with his cock now that he's dead? Oh, man. I don't know. And then they see. <laughs> oh, I see why he was taking their cocks. It's a human He's just cock. the same as theirs. <laughs> Oh man, oh, the nature man. of goblin cocks. So I have two. Um, I I I'm having trouble deciding between the two. Uh, the first one uh, comes from a a series that we recorded called uh, the Map of Corsair. Yeah. Oh, that was so much fun. Yeah. Yes. Where my character was a vampire, but nobody else knew it. Yeah. And we get to the end. And I steal the map that my character wanted. And Carlos's character sees me absconding with said map and shoots me and kills me, right? Like, or think, was, thinks he kills me. It was so much over. Like, when I rolled my damage, it was an insane amount. Yeah, like, just like <laughs> blast me away, right? And so I feign death 
until he leaves. And then I get up and walk no, away. You didn't, you didn't, no, you didn't feign death. It's just that you just couldn't die from that. Yeah. So like it took yeah. a long time for you to heal from it, but you did eventually. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I eventually got up and just walked and away. And like from I didn't encounter. know he was a vampire or anything. It was like this guy's been like hiding. He's been like kind of like shady this whole time. Now he's just walking away. And like all the other guys that are in this mansion are probably fucking dead and eaten by vampires. Because I knew... I think well, the, the, so the best part is, is my character is a vampire this entire time, and I'm I I did an amazing job of hiding it from the rest of the party. But Carlos's character keeps calling me out on fucking everything, and nobody like everybody, and everybody thinks he's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, like, the thing is, like every because he sounded crazy, like like I oh, kept, man. but like every single old time I think I called out on that first uh, the first recording we did for that series was like I was right everything was right <laughs> because it was like once you run across giant spiders what isn't true so then I just start like these people are going to they're going to feed us poison and this food that they're trying to give us and they're probably going to try to take our blood and like I was right on both counts though so I think I ended that trilogy crucified to a cross in a church yeah nice and my character for all time it was rough my character characters <laughs> yeah because yeah that's, that's because screen. you ended up cloned I ended up like it was weird. I don't know. Like yeah. I didn't know it was a clone, and that was only explained off screen. And the the my second favorite character moment ever was uh, as Abraham Fitzroy in Tabletop Travels, which is another one of our D and uh, campaigns that is recorded, where I decided that I wanted a wicker chair. <laughs> But I would like to negotiate for it. But the uh, the person I was negotiating with did not like my price. And the rogue with the group convinced me that if I just dis- if I just left the amount of gold that I thought was fair and a note explaining myself, I could just leave with said chair. And that caused a series of events that ended with me burning down the library. Wow. What was it? Yeah, it was a library or was it a church? It was a library. It was a library. Right. <laughs> and I was about to burn down the church and then I came to myself. That's right. Yeah. You yeah. decide which is worse. <laughs> because I had, I like in that campaign, I have a sentient sword. Yeah. That every once in a while decides it wants to take over my person. Casario. Casario. And I'm playing a lawful good character or chaotic good character. And Kazario is lawful evil? Lawful evil. Lawful evil. And so there's a little bit of an issue there. Also, nobody else can hear the sword talk, but we have conversations in the open all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody in the group thinks I'm fucking insane. <laughs> like, like it can talk and has talked out, like, for the most part. Out loud a couple doesn't. of, like, yeah, no, it just doesn't. Like, I'm like, Cass, you could do this. No. Nah. No. <laughs> nope. So, yeah. So, but I did end up with a wicker chair at the end. And I have made sure that that wicker chair has followed me throughout everything. Didn't it get, like, get destroyed one time? Yeah. I got a new one. <laughs> it's wicker. It's super easy to replace. Although, like, from that same <laughs> campaign, there was a time where, like, you guys were supposed to, like, just book it from one location, like, back towards, like, the main city that... Oh shit! But that, there was an airship that was like chasing after you guys, and like that orcs. Like you had come across a village that had been burned to the ground by these orcs. I, didn't I befriend one of the bad guys in that game? Game too. Like we we went we went to a town, and there was this guy 
who had murdered an entire family and stolen his farmhouse. Yeah. But he presented himself as a really nice guy. And my character is just super trusting and agrees. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, thank you for letting us stay here in your barn. And then he got crushed to death by some sort of cave-in. And he was trying to lead us into the cave-in. Yeah, and he, he and there was like a, it, had a, it was a trap that was already set. So, like, he led them into the caves where, like, all the kobolds that, like, they were going to go, that they were there to, like, kill had already been killed by the cult that killed the town. And then he's going to cave the cave, have the cave collapse upon them, like, like seal the entrance. But then uh, he rolled a one and he collapsed upon himself. Yep. So, my character then spends the next three sessions mourning his death and like <laughs> trying to notify his next of kin and but anyways like when you guys were trying like you're we're heading from you had been at this dwarven city and you're trying to book it back to like uh uh the name of i can't the name of the city uh escapes me for the second uh monad to monad bay yeah no gonad bay and uh <laughs> god so so like you guys are like trying to, but like there's an airship and like you guys know there's an airship that's looking for you guys at this point and it already burned down a village and they have orcs or a whole bunch of orcs on the ship yeah and you guys care of that and you guys like are then you guys decide you're yeah, just gonna take our time we're not gonna actually run away from this airship we're just gonna take go over here just take a nap for a while <laughs> and then surprisingly this airship i think it was it happened like a nighttime they had like spotlights i think that came down and they found you guys and they start dropping down like or more and more orcs yeah but then our druid fixed it the dwarf cast the, uh, the druid uh the no moonbeam Cat, no, it wasn't. Movie. Oh no, it was. It was, it was, it like, was thunderstorm. It was. Like, it was like call thunder or lightning. Where you, yeah. you, su- you summon this like thunderstorm, and you just like it stays up there, and you just keep using your action to call down lightning from the storm. It's a fantastic spell, and it he just, just destroyed the shit. He out just of the was nailing the airship instead of like any of the monsters, and eventually he destroyed the airship, and like all the like so what orcs were that were because they kept layers like I was having like every round four, four more orcs would drop down from the ship. Carlos was being clever, and we were clever. And then you guys destroyed the ship, and like the the creature, like the leader of them was like something that was like super hard to kill. And like, wasn't they weren't supposed to like kill it? So like, it comes out of this wreck, the burning wreckage, injured, and like you, and then it cast a uh, it it poison cloud or something, right? It cast cloud kill. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which is that hurt? It's a very powerful and dangerous spell. Nobody got killed by it, and then it got killed, and then like, well, that's. There's one of the big bads, like the lower level big bad, but still like a big guy in the, like the whole scheme of things. And like he also had uh, like the big the boss there, like he had like this mask that had like he, he had no eyes because it had like spikes from, on the mask that like drove into like past his eyes into his brain. And like you guys just carried that mask around, like did nothing with it. Like you guys still have it on you. Yeah, and you got it's ours now. It's yours now. <laughs> it's a nice mask. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the the point of this is you should all play D&D, and it's a lot of fun. And, and you get some really fun gamer tales that come up. You get a lot of ridiculous stories that just kind of come out <coughs> of the random shit that happens. Yeah. Because as a DM, you can't predict anything that's going to happen. And like it really like it's really strange like when you're running like these when you're in these games like like the story just keeps building and building and like all of a sudden like something happens and well, even if you're following like one of the pre-generated like adventures yeah. or whatever, 
things happen. Like Droop the Goblin became a major NPC in yeah. our game, and useful not at all. But he was a major but, NPC. But like you took him under your wing and you started training him, and like yeah. everybody else, like so by the end, I think like he had like some wizard powers and he had some rogue powers, and yeah. But it's you. You get all these like really interesting characters and stories that come out of it. Yeah, it's very organic. It's like that's yeah. the nice thing about it. All right, we should probably get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We've been recording for an hour and a half now. <laughs> oh, God, this one. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, uh, just an email at feedback at blindnessstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com plus blindnessstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. If you'd like to watch uh, our live D&D show, Legends of Lothos, check that out Monday nights at uh, 8 p.m. Central on twitch.tv slash blindnessstudios. And I'll see you guys next week.